They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Talking. Welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host for tonight, Alo Aaron Loya. I'm joined with my best friend, my guy, X Two Fly, Eric Trambicki. How you doing, baby? Could be better, but if I was any better, I'd be you. <laughs> all right, so guys, uh, as always, subscribe on all podcast platforms: iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and Stitcher. And Ringside Club Bills will use promo code M man to save 10% off order. And I guess we'll jump right to it. Happy Bullet Club Day, everybody. If, if you still celebrate if you still celebrate, but happy Bullet Club Day. <laughs> we'll live on forever. So live on forever. Short tangent, just on that. It is it's crazy that it's a 10 year 10-year-old faction to the day, at least at the moment we're recording. And obviously in 2023, it's not what it was. 2016, 2017, 2018, but hell of a faction, hell of a run. Oh yeah, that, that definitely a lot, of, a lot of great memories, a lot of fun, especially the pre AEW days where they had all the buzz in the world of wrestling w- without the mainstream buzz that they actually did get. They be it with being the elite, being being what it was. The matches in Japan, the matches in Ring of Honor got a lot more press than they do now. But a lot of fun time with Bullet Club. It still got. My American Nightmare Cody shirt, pretty much on in good condition because you can't get it anymore. I got I still got a twi- uh, can you? you can get it for a couple hours. Is they they resurrect? I can't remember. Oh, I did on Bullet stuff, Club. Cody stuff. Uh, I don't think ever left for wrestling tees, but like now that Adam Cole's back, I don't know. Maybe they bring that stuff back just for this. I remember. Like, I remember Adam Cole's last year or the year before. Yeah, was brought so like back. I wonder with Adam Cole being in AEW if that's there, but like I'm pretty sure AJ stuff is there, mm-hmm. Good Brother stuff is there. They usually on Bullet Club Day bring that stuff back for 24 hours. Okay, so like a lot of my Bullet Club shirts, they're uh, they're my gym shirts. So I, I, I wear my Young Buck, my Villain Club, all the time to the gym. The original, I still have a DS Bullet Club shirt if you want to call it call it that, because it's so easy to get still. But I still oh, have that. Cool. But I still have the DS ones in the drawers. So it's it's crazy. I don't know if you would notice, but like, is the letters kind of white or kind of gray, or is it white? Mine is white. I think there was a version you, that was gray, like a real, like a, like a real dark white, maybe. I can't remember. I almost want to say that was an earlier one, and like, I don't know if you have both, but like, I know I was going through my shirts once, and I was like, all right, you know, what? I might as well wear the fresh bullet club one, and like, I think I was probably wearing both at the same time, but at one point, like, you could tell, like one. One had like the, the the tag was different, the color it, it changed, and I'm like, oh, okay, like you know, you can tell one was older. It's funny, I'm wearing a Bullet Club shirt now, you know, just for the holiday. But I had a Young Buck shirt on this morning when I went and got coffee, and it's funny, the owner of the coffee shop is older woman, you know, three and a half years, go there regularly. She's had a scene, 150 different wrestling shirts, never asked a question about any of them, but today in this. One of the young bucks doing their pose with suck it on the back. What is this shirt? <laughs> and then when I say wrestling, of course, is that the thing the guy with the blonde hair used to do? Hulk Hogan. Yes, he's still alive. <sighs> anyway, I hear he does karaoke some nights in Florida. <laughs> oh, that's good. That is good. That made my night. <laughs> All right. So Sunday we have, is it Saturday or Sunday? Well, this weekend. Saturday. Okay, that's what I thought. This weekend we have WWE Backlash from San from San Juan, Puerto Rico, and um, I'm not sure who does 
the geography for WWE, but it is in the United States because that, that kept bothering me when he kept saying his international event. But it is in the United States, guys. So we before that, we had the draft, which was very interesting. And I know you want to talk about it. I, I kind of want to rant about it on my behalf. I'm not sure how you feel about it, but give me your thoughts on the draft. Uh, I'm very lukewarm. I, per normal, have my have complaints. There's thing, and I I feel like there's there's things about it I like that almost like I contradict myself. There's stuff that I'm like very hot and cold on. So I feel like they bamboozled me like they did three four weeks ago. Like I was on this show and I said, man, like you know they got me. Like when Brock hit Cody and I'm like, why did I actually think Brock was gonna wrestle on Raw? Well, they advertised Brock to be involved in night two draft. He's an option to be drafted. So I just assumed, oh, he'll end up on Raw with Cody because they got this feud. And then right at the beginning, Triple H says, well, he negotiated. He could be a free agent. I'm like, this guy's a free agent every damn time. Like, I was kind of excited about him being in the mix. So as much as I hate that, I think it's cool that he's not the only free agent. I like that Shelton Cedric, Ziggler, Omos, and several other people are free agents. And I'm guessing that means they can jump back and forth to each show. Or I guess they're going to get to pick where they want to go. But if it's, if it's that these select people because they got good lawyers can bounce around, <laughs> cool, I'm kind of with that. But at the same th- at the same time, what I feel like is annoying and will contradict that is like, I want this draft to feel firm. Like, hey, yeah, these people over here, they're there. Maybe in a year, maybe over a year, we'll see some crossover. But like, I feel like already night one, they're already teasing. Yeah, well, yeah, we split them up, but we didn't really split them up. Yeah. So there are things with this draft that that I w- I had hoped that Triple H would rectify it but he didn't and like my main thing with this like, I, I think in the past like they had like war rooms for like Fox and USA cause it's like who Which the hell tra- it's like who the hell is making these picks <laughs> this is like so yeah and it's like and I get it if they want to do away from like the general manager thing but then like, like I don't know I feel like it would have made sense if maybe like Triple H and Adam Pierce kind of did all the selections or like I like that us round two to the end there was two people making the calls but like it, with that being said it kind of run me the wrong way that like well Triple H is going to come out and say hey look Raw picks them SmackDown picks them it's like well bro you just picked them both but then Triple H and, or like Sean and Road Dog is going to come out and Sean will say for Raw Smack and Road Dog will say for SmackDown for an example. And it's like, cool, there's two people representing two different shows, but Triple H kind of starts it off a little weird by like, hey, look, I'm going to come out and yeah, we're putting him over here and I'm going to put him over here. But it's like, it just makes it a little weird. The War Rooms, I feel like, I feel like they do it too cheesy, too much to ins- insult our intelligence. Like, it almost, they really need to almost bring back the general managers if they're going to do the draft. I really think that is the only way that makes it feel good. Yeah, because like I said, it's like, who's making these picks? Like, I understand, like, they're two different networks. I'm going to say, I, I believe at one point or one or two drafts that they actually had, like, they showed, like, the Fox people or just a bad shot of people in a 
room sheriff for that picks or whatever. Yeah. And they had the writers in the room. Yeah. And yelled at by Vince. Yeah. And like, there, there's one thing I do like, and I'll get, actually, I'll get to that now. I love that Roman didn't even want the Usos involved with the bloodline as a draft pick. I, I really did enjoy that. I thought that was great. But as far as like the, well, we have unified tag team champions, but like the women's title. Like, you would think SmackDown would pick their own champion, and Raw would pick their own champion, and I do like the fact that you could pick, like, tag team and stables together, or pick an individual from that thing, but it's weird, like, let's say, like, uh, Raw picks, I mean, SmackDown picks Roman Reigns, and then Raw picks the OC, and that's three people compared to five people, or if I pick Becky Lynch, and then I pick the Damage Control, that's one to three. You know, it's just like, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, like, I get it, but it's just it's just so many things that's wrong with it. And I do kind of like the free agent thing about it because, like, Brock and Omos, those are really, really the main free agents that I think will have, like, any, like, credibility bouncing from show to show. The others, I'm not sure why they're specifically free agents, but this is reportedly the beginning of the new Triple H era, so we'll see. How that oh, like Von out. Wagner, who like nobody knows who that is. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna make an impact hitting Raw and SmackDown. In yeah, one week. and then like Grayson Waller, somebody I champion on the show a lot, but you have him picked. Is, on. Was he let's set as a free agent? No, he he got drafted to SmackDown, I believe, but it was on um, the post Raw show, and it's like nobody watches that. Like he causes a great nah. promo, but nobody watches it, and he's like another another coming of the Miz. He's excellent, and nobody got to see it because it's on the on that post Raw show. Um, you got people from NXT coming up, and then, like, the thing when you involve NXT, it's like, how do you know who's involved in NXT? You know, like, I'm not, it's not really a nitpick, but it's like, if you insert, like, in supplemental drafts or expansion drafts in sports, you're allowed to protect certain players. So if NXT's going to protect people, they're not even protecting their champions because we got Indy Hartwell coming up and Isla Dawn and, and uh, um, uh, Alba Fire coming up, so it's like, so you just lost two champions in the Hardwell Languages, the women's title on NXT last night. But it's just, it, it, there's so many things wrong with this draft that I thought Triple H would fix, but he didn't. Um, and yeah. I, I swear, I'm sorry, I swear to God, he better not have Bianca and Rhea just swap titles. If they do it, don't do it on TV. I will get to that. <laughs> so you were just. You were just talking about Indy Hartwell due to the injury dropping the title. I saw that clip. I'm assuming you saw the clip. Did you watch NXT by any chance? No, I didn't. What happened with the women's tag titles? Uh, I know. I well, both those teams are going going are getting called up. Yeah, so like they had a match, but like does like the champ the belts did they do they forfeit them? Did I, they, that that they, I don't know. I'm not yeah, sure I didn't watch because there's another thing. There's a rumor going around, but this is kind of common sense as well. It's, it seems to be that Triple H, he's going to make Smack one of the Smack. Well, Raw, Raw has Owens and Zayn, so SmackDown is going to get their own tag team titles. And I don't know if Isla Dawn and um, Alba Fire are going to like make the NXT Women's Tag Team Titles like the titles for. Their show or not, I'm not sure if they're doing the women's title. Like I just said, I hope they don't just swap titles because be, for accolade X sake, Bianca's on this historical reign as Raw Women's Champion. And if you swap the title, just hand over the title, she's a SmackDown Women's Champion. So her record for Raw Women's Champion doesn't actually count. Now, if you... Now, Damn right, it don't. 
Now there's this thing where Triple um, reports are saying that the titles, some of the titles are get renamed. Um, like from 2002, SmackDown. I mean, Raw had the World Heavyweight Title. The WWE Tag Team Titles got renamed the World Tag Team Titles, and SmackDown debuted new WWE Tag Team Titles. So I'm not sure if they're going to rename one of the women's titles as the World Women's Champion or whatever. But I, I don't know. The, those are questions that need to be answered. We'll it's probably cool, get questions concept. on Monday. But there's so, there's so much wrong with Maybe this Maybe they'll draft. bring the Divas title back. And, please don't. There's so much wrong with this draft. And I had so much faith that he would just kind of fix the logical stuff that he just didn't. Um, that's all I have to say about the draft. So halfway through Raw, I was hopeful for a second. Now, again, you know, it's hard to remember exactly, you know, while watching Raw and you're hearing these draft picks, it's hard to kind of remember who was drafted where the past Friday night. but. I'm watching it and I'm like, I'm already agitated, especially Bianca. She has that promo like saying, you know, I'm, I'm excited to like, I'm almost going to be the longest reigning raw women's champion. And I'm excited to become the longest reigning SmackDown women's champion. I'm like, nah, nah, come on. They've done this swap thing twice. And the last time they did it, it ended bad. And I think it's in very poor taste. If they're, if they're trying to be real petty and be like, all right, that didn't work for, um, Charlotte and Becky, but like we're gonna show you that Bianca and Rhea are big enough adults and performers that they can handle it. But then I'm like getting hopeful. I'm like, okay, shit. Oh wow. All right, maybe is I'm thinking is EO Sky. I'm thinking for a second. I thought EO Sky was staying on Raw. They're both on SmackDown, which is and very like, strange. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. EO could win. She's going to end this huge title reign. It's going to cross fiction and damage control. That's going to make a new storyline there. And she'll have the Raw title. And then I'm like, wow, this is going to be a huge upset. Zelina is going to beat. Zelina is going to beat Rhea. All right, well, spoiler alert for my prediction. Now that this is all out on the table, that ain't going to happen. Rhea's first defense hasn't lost the title or hasn't defended the title. Her first defense, she's not dropping into the Zelina. Don't like, I understand Triple H is at the helm, but this is still home, hometown heroes job out. Um, and hometown heroes have been job, jobbing out heavy on their Triple H's uh, reign already. So I don't know. I You know what? It, in a way, you really make me feel like it's right. I don't know. Like, wh- what happens? Do two champions end up on SmackDown and then. Maybe they do rename. I don't know. It is. It's weird. It's yeah. a weird time. Yeah. So Accolade X, Accolade X is going to have a field day for a couple months going on with new belts, stripping of tag belts, all types of stuff is going to be happening in WWE over this summer. Yeah. So now what they can do, which would kind of carry on the lineage of the Raw Women's Title, because remember the Raw Women's Title was actually was just a women's title. Was just yeah. It was just the WWE Women's Title. Now, if you just claim Bianca as a WWE Women's Champion and carry on the lineage of her Raw reign, fine. But this is, might be a nitpick, but this is actually factual. Unless they change the belt, the belt's red. <laughs> uh, if that if that means anything to anybody, and Rhea could just reign could just be renamed the World Women's Champion or whatever they're actually going to do. It, it, it's just so it's just so much. She that. could be or she like. Because it was she was the women's champion, like that's what Charlotte was when they beat it. They could be the women's champion over on SmackDown with the Universal, and then 
we got this new world title and then make Rhea the world's women's champion. Yeah, exactly. And that, that makes sense. I don't know. We'll we'll have more answers on Monday, but he better not have them just swap titles. If you do, if you do it, don't do it on TV. Because it, it, it's been god awful every time and it's stupid. It really is. It makes no it makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. But that's that's the draft. I don't really I don't think I have anything else to say about it. But it, it's never it's never good. It really isn't. It's it's safe to say again, several years I didn't watch. I would like to assume there was only ah, you know what? I feel like that and again I wasn't watching live, so maybe you'll agree, maybe you'll disagree, maybe I look back on it fondly, even though I didn't watch. But like I was hoping for like I was because I I wanted Cody to be on SmackDown with Roman, but I I, I know USA probably wants him. Um, but like I was really hoping on Raw there was going to be a trade. But like I bring all that up to say like wasn't there one episode where like Triple H was drafted to SmackDown at like the eight o'clock of nine o'clock hour, and then at the end of the show he was drafted back. Well, no, um, Cena was drafted to SmackDown. Well, not Cena. drafted, but it was like that random lottery thing where he got drafted to SmackDown in the beginning of the show, but at the end of the night, he got drafted back to Raw. Now, Triple God. H did get drafted to SmackDown by Paul Heyman in 04, but that was like that was still like a tum- random Tumblr thing, but got traded on the by the next episode of SmackDown. Got it. So, like, is it safe to say... And, and you know I'm fond of the second one I'm gonna mention, but like the original original draft was that O two or O three? Two. So safe to say O two and twenty sixteen was only good drafts ever. Yeah, twenty sixteen did it right. Oh, you, you know I'm I'm big on twenty sixteen. Yeah, twenty sixteen did it did it perfectly. They had the like they had the immediate post draft show. Well, well, the continuation of the draft on the network, and you had the interviews, and you had the legendary Kalisto Lucha thing segment. <laughs> Never forget it. But they did it perfectly in 2016. Freely stuff. And speaking of O2, the another thing you could have did was, especially for like, but it was it will only, it will only work for Rhea and Bianca is if you're a champion for a brand, you stand put. Because in O2, the the world champ before the titles got separated, the world champion and the women's champion went to both shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I expected better from Hunter on this one. But that's the draft. Point. That, that's the draft. That should just be me. a known brainer. If you're a champion for, now obviously it would be weird. For, <clears throat> it should only been weird for two people, three people. Not really. I would say because you know they were going to draft Roman, but it should only been weird for Sammy and Kevin. They could bounce both places, and then maybe Raquel and Liv. But it apparently looks like the Raw or the women's tag division is going to be exclusive to Raw now. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we, we, we'll we'll just see because we'll have a lot more answers on Monday. So backlash is this Saturday, and as per usual, post WrestleMania stuff, not a lot storyline wise going on. I don't think there's really been any build to anything at this point, except for the match card graphics. But when you look at the card on paper, I'm excited. I, I think it's gonna be a really I, fun show. I'm excited, and I'd argue there's a little bit of storyline going on. I mean, oh yeah, this storyline, like the bloodline, their storyline, and LWO Bad I, Bunny Judgment Day, this story. But, I I would argue, and I for over a year, over a year, probably a year and a half, maybe two years, Raw Women's Division has done nothing for me. 
But again, I know these characters are everywhere. They're on SmackDown. But the Raw Women's Championship, EO Sky versus Bianca Belair, I'm into that match. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. The promo, the promo was fire. They did. They showed a lot of EO Sky from NXT. And I forget this, but like, EO's only been on the main roster for less than a year. Yeah, SummerSlam. So like, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this, and I'm there's a part of me that's really thinking there is a chance. I, maybe it was the promo, hook, line, and sinker. Plus, I always liked her. Um, Io Shirai, I'm a fan. I, I do regret sleeping on uh, that beer inspired shirt she had, but uh, it was a bootleg. But I'm just saying, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I think she has is a is a contender, and. I mean, I don't know. I've been wanting a title change for a while and that just because I just feel like the the run. I don't know. It's There hasn't been good build. I've been waiting for, you know, the right thing to come along and change it. And honestly, I've really been looking for and I don't think it's going to happen, but I do kind of want a character change for Bianca or at least they just need to give her like an, an, a good foe to go against. Because I just feel like every time she's facing someone like it's like you really can't see anyone beating her. Well, it's it's not even. It is that I don't think it's necessarily it's like, it's that. It's not her fault. It's not her fault by any means. But like nobody seems credible against her. Like Bailey with her history and her highlights, she should have been. But like Bianca's only beat her twenty nine times. Yeah, and then the thing with this whole Bianca thing, and this is another nitpick I have against this draft. You brought over the same shit that's been happening since SummerSlam. Be I, I talked about this last week when I gave Triple H's report card. It's essentially been Bianca, Alexa, and Asuka, whatever combination of those three, against damage control since SummerSlam. And you bring and it feels like it's been all, longer. And you bring all five of them over to SmackDown. Like, huh? It, 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 it's it, just, it's like, what? Like, it's been going on so long that I forget. Even though it's been going on just since. I want to say just since SummerSlam. That's been a long time. But, like, I forget all the time that it was SummerSlam. I'm like, did they come back at WrestleMania? Because I feel like I've been watching this forever. And then, remember, SummerSlam wasn't in August. It was, By the way, like, wasn't Alexa drafted? No. No, she wasn't. And the thing about SummerSlam is, it's like, it wasn't at the end of August like it usually is. It was, like, the last day of July. So, we've been getting this since, legit since the beginning of August. Every combination between them, and that's it. Damage control—they get booked terribly. They don't do anything. Bianca's just ran through them. Oscar's ran through them, and it's just so redundant at this point. Uh, but I am looking forward to that match, and I do like that. Love the video package they showed of her actually showing that Io Sky is actually a, can, can be a threat and as a former women's NXT women's champion. And I—that's probably one of the matches I'm looking forward to the, the actual most. Not a lot of build to these matches. Not, might not be great, but this is going to be a fun show. So we'll start with this well, one. Well, while we're on that topic, Raw Women's Championship, who you got as your prediction? I'm going, I'm going Bianca Belair, but I do think this is really going to be a contender for the match tonight. Because it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, again, I'm, I already said it, but I'm looking forward to the match. And you would know, I, I don't know the last time I've said I'm looking forward to a Raw Women's Championship match. So... It's up there, top three, maybe top two matches. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, and I think, uh, and I think this is kind of like where we continue to get dissension between Damage Control. Probably start to break them, break them up a little bit, and give Eos Eos Sky her uh, 
bit of a shine from a singles perspective. Yeah. Now, and another reason I would love her to win because it would just be a whole new storyline. I'd love, I'd love for the group to fold, and then her be face, and then it's Dakota and Bailey going at her. Yeah, and one more thing about the draft. How about Trish being a superstar got drafted? She's a star. She's out there posting missing signs for uh, Becky Lynch. That woman is 47 years old. My God, gorilla. Jason Trimbicki said it best. (laughs) She made a deal with the devil. All right, next we have – next. this this is probably going to be the main event. We got Cody versus Brock Lesnar, or for us, it's going to be Craig versus Prep. Thoughts? Thoughts and who you going with? Going my main man Craig. I think uh, <laughs> I think Cody goes over on Brock. Um, and I'm not trying to say like I know I, I don't know. I I hope it's a good match. I don't know why I keep thinking like I know Cody's not at, like injury prone. I just hope this is a safe match. I'm not trying <laughs> to see my boy get injured. Yeah, yeah, he's got a story to tell. It's interesting. So, I, I Cody's the betting favorite to win, but I've been kind of going back and forth with it because I could because like, do you give Cody this win now, or do you like, or do you have like him get like this real big losing streak until he gets the money in the bank? Because you talked about you said you texted me when Cody got drafted that he he's not going to beat Roman, and I and I, I said money in the bank that's going to be the way he gets to Roman since they're on different shows. But like, how do you book him going forward? Because I think, I think he's going to be involved with Rollins heading to Night of Champions, and I think he's going to lose I to hope, Rollins because Rollins is done. Not, go ahead. I was just going to say, I hope it's not the obvious. Like, I hate when people are almost being dumb about it. Like, if WWE is giving us predictability, is Cody is going to. Cody's going to win the Rumble, and that's how he's going to get to Roma. And that, that's what we're going to see at Lincoln Financial Field. Oh, so you think that's Co- how he's going to he's So gonna you go think Cody's going to get Cody's going to get Roman next year at WrestleMania? I hope I'm wrong. I want to see him win it by SummerSlam, but I can't imagine Roman loses anywhere besides Mania. Cuz I think it's going to be SummerSlam. Personally, because Cody, like I said, like I think Rollins is going to be the new, the world heavyweight champion, and I think Cody has to be involved in that match to some capacity. And Rollins did all the jobs for Cody last year, and I think if, if Rollins uh, beating Cody yeah. trumps all the Co- for the title trumps all of Cody's victories over him. So I do think that's going those two are going to be involved in the world heavyweight championship. So you, uh, you think a losing streak is he loses to Brock, he gets to yeah. the tournament, wins yeah. a couple matches. Because I could see him beating can Brock here. Because I could see him beating Brock, but Brock hasn't beat anybody big, no pun intended, other than Omos is big, but he hasn't had any marquee victories in a while because he, he kept losing to Roman. So Did he get he have, he have one over Bobby? Did he? Oh, yeah, he did beat Bobby Lashley. Oh, he did, you're right. But I, I just, I'm not sure if I could see him be, beating Brock, but I am going to go with Cody though to win, and then I do think he loses that night of champions. Because I think if he loses, then loses at Backlash, then he'll kind of be an afterthought for um, night of champions. 
Because Brock's going to want to end up getting the ball in that too. Since he is a free agent, he can appear wherever he wants. But I am going to go with Cody to beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I, I'm still going to go with Cody. Um, hey, I'm, like, I like these guys. It should be a fun match. I hope it over-delivers in a sick, weird way. Again, I've said like I haven't been, cared about the Raw Women's Championship. I'm looking more forward to Io versus Bianca than I'm looking forward to that match. Uh, I I don't dis I agree, but I do think that that what we get is going to be really good. I, I I hope I hope that's what happens, but I don't know. I don't know. I want it to be a unique match between the two. I don't want this to be a rendition of a Brock squash. I. I don't want this to be, you know, Cody wins, but his arms ripped to shreds like Cena at <laughs> Elimination Chamber 2012. Um, I, I don't know. I just I want this to be different. I I, I want to be surprised. I'm looking I'm looking forward to the match. The more and more I talk about it, just thinking about that, but because I don't know exactly how it's going to go, but I'm just not excited about it. I don't know. Yeah, it hasn't been much to go off of, but I am looking forward to seeing it. But I am with you. My most anti- I don't, I have two anticipated matches, but so, Bianca and Io Sky is one of them. It's one of them, and I'll get to, we'll we'll get to it when I'll mention my other one, and I'll also mention why I'm not thrilled about the other matches as we get to those. But I guess this is why I'm accolade act. Like, if there's a tournament, again. I feel like Brock almost won't. I don't know. Like I said, I feel like if at Night of Champions we get um, semifinals and main event on the show, Brock, I don't like Brock's not gonna have a match on Raw. Like, how many people are gonna be involved in this world title? So, like, I guess I'm confused because I feel like Brock's gonna be involved with this belt. Cody's gonna be involved with this belt. It's not like the loser of this match doesn't get a shot at this belt. There's really no. It doesn't matter who wins or loses. Like the only thing is, hopefully neither of them are injured. Like, I don't. This is why. Like, what really matters? I get it. Brock F five, Cody after Mania for no reason. But there's really no stakes. There's you know, there's no crazy blood feud. That's why I guess I'm not. It's really it's a pro wrestling match. It's just two guys going out there and there's no stakes. There's really no heat behind it. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that one. Now I think we'll just jump to the match that I think you're excited about because in this one is mine, and that's going to be the SmackDown Women's Championship match, and that's Rhea Ripley de- defending against Zelina Vega. Is that your second match? That could arguably be, be my third. Okay, so, not not the match. Okay. But sh- should be entertaining. I'll let you run with the first. Yeah, so that's my second favorite match. Um. Cause I told her, I, I told, <laughs> I talked about it for for a long time that Zelina Vega, like, I think she's been really good. She's really good in general. I remember watching her in TNA. I always thought she was good, and then when she came to WWE and NXT, she's been she was at a whole other level as a manager, but never got that chance to actually wrestle. And now she's actually going to be a babyface, and she could actually be the one that actually ha- has the, has the comebacks and things like that, and show up show off more of her move set. And the the like the size difference, so it's kind of like it's kind of like Zelina selling in this match is going to be great. Is in it's in our 
she's she's Puerto Rican, so I'm glad they kind of gave that thing to her. Because remember when they said backlash was going to be in Puerto Rico, er, social media was buzzing to get Zelina the women's championship match, and she went there. She went to Adam Pierce and asked for it, and <laughs> she got it. But that's whatever. But I am looking forward to this match. I think uh, Rhea Ripley's going to have like a, a big beat down on Zelina. Zelina's going to do an excellent job with her comeback, and I think that. She's going to get a ton of false finishes on Rhea. And I, I do ultimately think Rhea Ripley's going to win, but I do think there's going to be a breakout performance for Zelina Vega. I, I do. Like, that's why I said. I'll put this in, like, at my lucky third spot for matches I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to this more than I'm looking forward to Cody versus Brock. I think this could be one of those matches of the night. Um, two, these two got hella chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a fan of Rhea, Rhea Ripley since – the original May Young Classic. I've been a fan of Thea Trinidad since April 2016. The first <laughs> time I uh, went to a House of Hardcore show, she was in the opener. And I said, who is that? <laughs> but this should be a fun match. I like. I, said, I, I would love a crazy upset finish. I don't see it happen. It would be cool as hell if she wins in San Juan. But th- that reason alone is another reason to be excited about this match. I think Rhea isn't going to win, but... There's that little bit of a dark horse doubt in my head, like, eh, wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> now, it's interesting because, like, I, I kind of think this this maybe should open the show so they can get that real big pop for Zelina because you know you, you already know the crowd yeah. the long, oh, you already know the the, um, the the crowd's gonna be a hundred percent behind her because she's representing. But I'm I'm really looking forward to this matchup. So you said you're going with Rhea Ripley, and I'm going with Rhea Ripley as well. Now, yeah, real quick, while you are just mentioning that about hometown, I don't know if you knew, but Raul and Michelle just got back from Puerto Rico yesterday, mm-hmm. and it's not WrestleMania, but they said WWE signs are all over San Juan right now. Oh, you should have went. You, oh man, because because you know it, it wasn't a wrestling trip for you, so you should have. you should have went. Well. Three people went that are single with no kids. So yeah, I mean, I know. Dad, like I know. If, if they were, if they were, if they went a week later, you're like backlash. And you know, Michelle's a mark, Michelle's a mark now. So she she have been all she been all down for it. If it was an AEW show, she'd have stayed. <laughs> you know, she's a mark for that stuff now. All right, so now we got a six man tag team match. We got Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Matt Riddle taking on Solo Sokoa in the Usos. Thoughts and who you got? Okay, so for this Raw main event, it's a Raw match. I At this point in life, and something changed my mind, you need Randy Orton to come back. I, I, I do not care about Riddle. The tag titles are not on the line. doesn't make sense. They hold two sets of tag titles. I wish they were being defended. Um, I don't really care about the match. I'm looking forward to what happens after the match because I think we'll see something in Backlash that's going to move this bloodline story forward. Um I'm guessing the bloodline is going to take a loss, and maybe we'll see some some heat between Solo and his big brothers. But I assume they're going to take another loss. They uh, the Usos took a bunch of singles losses. They lost two matches against Owens and Zayn. I think this is another one coming their way. Yeah. So with this, Riddle is just there for me. But this is like this whole thing between. Sammy, Kevin, and the Usos is, is going to be essentially be, be finished here. If this is more about the bloodline, like you actually said, because like I said, like I said at the top of the show, 
Romans want nothing to do with the Usos. They weren't even affiliated with the bloodline in the draft. And Sami Zayn pointed that out on SmackDown, that you guys weren't even a part of the bloodline as a package. Because Roman wants no, nothing to do with you. I'm not sure if you saw the clip where the, Uso, where the Usos were uh, saying how Roman hasn't called them back, emailed them back, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the crowd was like, nope. They even, they even sent the carrier pigeon. Yeah, so, nope. <laughs> so, I'm not sure. So, like, you see that. So, it's like Roman is just, like, completely done with them because, like, they have to totally redeem themselves at this point. So, I'm loving that. And an Easter egg is on SmackDown, Heyman told, said to Solo, it's time. It's time. And Solo's been, like, known as, like, legit the right-hand man now. He's, took, he's taking Jay's spot. And... When Heyman said that during the match on SmackDown for the tag titles, Solo was coming out. And at this point... And this talk- has been something teased for weeks. Yeah, we talked about this the post-WrestleMania episode that Solo is going to probably end up signing with Roman and then take the Usos out. And then it's just going to... Then Solo will ultimately choose his brothers. But Solo was out co- coming out to screw the Usos, but Matt Riddle cut him off from doing so. So... I do think Owens, Sammy, and Riddle win. But this is, like you said, this is more about post-match. Whether it's at the show or on the next episode of SmackDown. But I am going like, with uh, Riddle, Owens, and Zayn. And like to make this show matter, I feel like we got to get something. Like The match is going to be cool. It's going to be fun. But again, I want after the match... Gonna need some type of physicality. Something to happen. Yeah. So next, next up, we have uh, one of the most iconic matches of all time. We got Seth Rollins and Almost. I didn't get. The, I didn't. I didn't get that. I didn't get that fig pick from you for, up front of us to this time. Oh man, I don't have the ultimate yet. Uh, yeah, I, I'm still waiting for that for the damage package section or 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 a link to pop up on Amazon, which it hasn't yet, but. Uh, th- th- this might be. Uh, do, we, do, do we say it together? Wait, this not, might be what? No, this might be what? No, this might be fun though. It might be fun, but hold on, real quick. We'll give our prediction in three, two, one, round. Rounds. But the thing, but the thing, this is the thing with with um, rounds and Omos. Well, Omos, I didn't really give him his flowers, really at for WrestleMania, but I thought that match was really fun. Like just watching Brock be manhandled and kind of be like the little guy for once is that was actually really fun to actually watch and that match was actually really good for what it for what it was and I think Rollins is going to carry almost to to a really fun match here maybe almost wins and that gives him instant credibility to be in the world title uh, tournament possibly he's a free agent they're trying to build, I guess they're trying to build him as an attraction. And, 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 and MVP negotiated it. I still stand with my uh, my prediction, but <laughs> should be interesting to see. All right, now you're about to you're gonna go crazy for this one. We got Bad Bunny and a da- and Damian Priest in a San Juan street fight. This is the match I'm looking forward to the most. Okay. Uh, it's a street fight. Um. You know, I don't even put Logan Paul in the top two celebrity wrestlers. I 
I put Bad Bunny and Pat McAfee as the two greatest ones, and Bad Bunny's number one. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. I think, you know, the guy puts in the work. I, a lot of wrestlers really tip their hat to him uh, on his work ethic and his humbleness he comes in there with. Maybe, like, that'll be – I think this – I think Bad Bunny's going to win. That's going to be the baby – that's going to be the hometown hero win that we're going to get. He's going to get some shine from the LWL. They're going to – you know, we're talking four male wrestlers versus two male wrestlers helping Damian Priest. It, you know, it's going to be a numbers game. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of gaga. I love the hardcore style matches. It's, this is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this. And this has all rights to possibly be the match of the night. Now, also, while I say match of the night, we're, this is also coming from somebody that, like, my comfort wrestling is 01 hardcore title match. So. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to this match, too. It's not my it's not my two most anticipated matches, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Number three? I didn't really have a number three, but we'll, we'll we'll call it that. But so we got the same three. We'll call it that. Different order. We'll call it that. But I, the thing I'm looking forward to the most is Dom in front of the Puerto uh, San Juan crowd. I cannot wait. He is over as fuck. I. I was just about to say. I don't think he gets booed there. Uh, I would think so because you know. Um, the Latino, the Latino, Latino fans, the Latino heritage—they're big on family, and for him to just like, like shit on his dad as much as he does, I think he does get booed, and especially for is so alive in PR that they're gonna they're gonna take it serious. Not oh man, this is a kid busting his ass, and he has Hispanic heritage. It's just gonna be like yo, he ain't shit. Yeah, and then like the thing is, this is the thing. This is why I think he really gets booed because everybody that is possibly gonna be involved in that match is Hispanic. So they gotta hate somebody. Except Finn. <laughs> well, except Finn. Except in in, right. in Rio. Right. In Rio. But the baby faces all are all Hispanic at this in that match. So they have no choice but to hate Dom, especially for the way he treats his father. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Dom does in that match. Uh, Dom, Dom right now is my breakout of 2023. He's been excellent. He's been amazing. I, oh, God, Dominic's been great. But I'm going with Bad Bunny as well. I'm looking forward to this match. It's going to be a lot of fun. And like I said, the, the card for the show, not great build, not much to go off of, but on is paper, I'm just yeah, I, I'm gonna get to that. Oh, muffle, muffle, muffle. Yeah, so I'll get to that now. U.S. title, we got Theory, Rob, Bobby Lashley, and I'm sorry, I forget this guy. I forget uh, Bronson Reed. I was about to call him Jonah. The other prop. I was about to call him Jonah, but I need a, it's Bronson Reed for the U.S. title. I'm going with Theory because Bobby Lashley's already calling out Roman, and that has to be Roman's next match before he gets. Where's to Bronson SummerSlam. Reed drafted? Uh, I'll have to check my list because I didn't pay it that much of that much of attention. Because, like I said, Roll. I would love to see Raw. Uh, yeah, Theory retains. You got Gunther already over on Raw with the title. Bobby, I'd love to see have a program with Roman. I'd love to. I'd love three specific. Uh, you know, if the Usos and Solo could stay as a faction with Roman. Like we got three specific, um, 
free agents that could side with Bobby and help him, which I'd love to see a newer, bigger Hurt Methodist versus the Bloodline. Didn't think about that. But that, that that's a good way to utilize them as Spicy. free agent. Spicy. That, that, that really is good. So that's it for the Backlash card. Like we said, looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. going to be good, a good popcorn show. And you had something that you wanted to discuss, Accolade Eck. I, I, I got a pilot episode, but we got a couple kinks I got to work out on it. And I was, uh, I was booking a third man for it. I don't we'll, – we'll bring it to them next week. Okay. Got anything else for me, though? What about you? You got any new pickups? Anything you're flexing? Uh, I did get the uh, the oh, the Legends Heyman. I don't have it with me right now, but I did get the Legends Heyman. I found nice. it in the wild, and I do have this on me. Uh, it's the uh, Target Ultimate Brett. Tar- Ooh, very nice. How do you like it? I like it. Um, you have the first Ultimate Brett, right? Yep, I do. Which you prefer of the two? Uh, right. I like the pink. I like the new one better. But this one, like um, the first one, it has the pose with the well, the face sculpt with the mouth open. So for when he does his the hand pose, so I do yeah. enjoy that. And I off I sold the uh, the final moments one or not, yeah the final moments one because we're getting the Monday Night Wars ultimate Brett you know Canadian flag. But my bestie sent me a a, a two ninety nine link for a Canadian flag on Amazon, so I'll probably buy that. Um, if you guys don't know, the, the jacket is not soft goods, so it will throw off your setup. So my OCD will have to just live with it. But I, I got that, and there is a ringside sale that the only thing I actually have my eye on right now is the uh, the Brody Lee in the suit. That's the thing I had my eye on, and I did uh, pre-order the Usos um, Ultimate Pack and. The Macho Man. Speaking of that Brody Lee in the suit, I just missed. There was a guy, there was a guy, and it's funny, I bought a Bobby Lashley Elite and the Jade, Jade's first figure. I bought the two of them off this guy, like 10 or 12 bucks shit for each months ago. And he just posted, I don't know, like 40 plus AW figures with a whole bunch of other stuff. And it was $12 a figure ship. The recent Owen from that set with the Brody in the suit, and the Brody got nabbed up right away. I was hyped. I was like, man, I could have got Brody in the suit. But I did get – I got the Adam Cole from Unrivaled 11. Unrivaled 11, I haven't touched that set. I think there's only four figures I wanted, which would have been Kip, Penelope, Jericho in the prison gear, and Adam Cole. I did get the Adam Cole um, – and then I got the unmatch uh, from that set with Brody and Owen. I got the Ruby. This figure is awesome. Yeah, it looks good. I'm, I think I'm going to have to reach out to Jazz. Or, I mean, this guy, the seller, I lo- the deal's awesome, and it almost makes it like you justify the price. The, the stuff's mint. I got, you get the extra head, but he lost the hands. And that same thing happened with Jade and the Bobby. I don't think the, the Bobby may not have extra hands, but I, so – I don't have the I, like. I only have the pointing fingers for Adam Cole. I mean, I could always use them from a different figure. Um, but yeah, for twenty four, oh, yeah, two of them shipped. It's it's a no brainer. Oh, oh, definitely, especially that's new. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say like, I I think you're paying twenty four to get Ruby alone on yeah. the side right now. So yeah, because the bro- no brainer because the Brody was it was cut down to twenty one ninety nine. But like with AW figures, 
Like I still see, like I could find them in the wild, but it's just who you find. You find the same ones out in the wild. So twenty one ninety nine in code and man is saving ten percent. That'll still put with shipping. It'd be like maybe like twenty six, twenty seven bucks. That's close enough for me. I, I could live with five bucks. And there is something I've I've been meaning to say on this show that I completely forgot about every time. That's the I had Jimmy's. Yeah, Jimmy's. Jimmy's famous seafood. What? <laughs> yes, a couple months ago. I was meaning to say it on the show because I see what the hype's about. I really you went did. there, you ordered it, you yeah, psycho. I went, I was, we were in Baltimore, and um, her angel sister said, let's go to Jimmy's. And then when I got you there. Popped. I did, because when I got there, on the wall, they have like these wrestling-themed shirts on. I'm like, I walk in like, y'all some fucking marks. And then they have like the pictures of the celebrities that walked in. And they like the pictures are on the wall. And then we sit down. I talk, um, we, we, we get our seats. Um, I tell the waiter. No, first, I asked for, because uh, I, I saw they had um, the Stone Cold beer. The, um, okay. the, la- the Was it the, la- the new one? The, the lager, right? Yeah. They had that on the menu. It was like, oh, I need that because they don't sell that in Delaware. It's like, and he's like, well, how do you know about this place? I'm like, yeah, well, I listen to this wrestling figure podcast. They talk about it all the time. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I, I think I know those guys. Uh, Cardona and Meyer. He's like, yeah, AJ Styles was in here with his uh, boys a couple weeks ago. He had the bus with them. And he was naming a bunch of, like, Orioles players and Eagles players that came in recently. Um, I said, crab cakes, phenomenal. I don't even like crab cakes like that. But, like, yeah. uh, but I, I was like, on the beach. Next time we meet up at the beach, best crab cake sandwich you'll ever have okay we're gonna put that on the agenda but yeah i yeah so we got there got, all right crab cake i'm not even a crab cake guy like okay this is actually really good and, and it tastes good to the next day so i really did enjoy jimmy's i did forget to buy my uh broken skull lagers on my way out but i i, I see what the hype's about did you get the wrestling parody shirt i didn't buy a shirt i'm too cheap for that you know that i'm not rich New Bela. <laughs> I'm not rich. I'm like, they, they, had, they, had the supl- they had the Suplex City shirt, parody shirt. They had a, a Bullet Club soldier shirt. Did but, they have like an, an Ibera jacket? A what? Like a, uh, Ibera, the um, Japanese steakhouse that they all get the satin jackets from. I didn't I didn't pay that. I, I just saw the shirts because the shirts I were know, like run I, by I, the I'm More or less, I don't even know if they have one. I was just thinking if they've like – Cause this this is America's Ibera. It's like a Tokyo state or the Tokyo Steakhouse. Okay, yeah, but but there, yeah, definitely a bunch of marks in that place, and I, I really did enjoy it. There was something else. <clears throat> oh, um, I did restart. Well, I, I'm a. There's a show on Netflix called some. I can't remember the name, but there's this this there's this uh collectible place called Golden. And they had a show okay. on Netflix where he basically, he's basically like a consignment shop, but he's trying to be like the top end person doing it. And he has like a whole company with it. And then I watched that. Ric Flair was on that. They were trying to, Ric Flair was there to authenticate one of his robes. Well, and it was about a bunch of sports memorabilia and stuff. I really did enjoy that. And then actually I binged that. And then yesterday, um, WWE Most Wanted Treasures came back on television. You watch it? Yeah, I watched it this morning. <clears throat> So I saw that and also. What do you watch it on? Uh, on demand on A and E, on demand. What do you pay for that? Well, I have A and E with my cable, so it's ah, on demand. You cable man, you nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, so I so I watched that this morning. I I didn't finish the entire thing, but the first episode was based on Austin. They were uh, showing uh, like his knee braces, uh, 
they were looking for he they, he actually had the icy belt that he had when Owen broke his neck because he told uh-huh. Vince I'm keeping this so yeah they showed that and they were looking he used to talk about that on his podcast oh really all the time but I didn't watch the episode I saw clips of it so like do they not talk about the Smoky Skull belt I was they, very misled I don't they know do who they do they uh, do Foley Foley Booker and Lita are like the ones on the hunt. Hunts, uh-huh. now, hunts now, and Mick asked Steve that he have the original Broken Skull belt, but no, he just had a replica. You can clearly tell it's a replica, so I'm glad he didn't lie. And like okay. the, the IC belt, that was the IC belt because they blur out the, the block logo, the F and the block logo. I, and, I hate how they do it on this show. And like they're, I think they ta- they tape that that on a lot of stuff. And then somebody had the cemented Corvette. Crazy that Vince uh, that Austin they blurred out the El Segundo Brewing logo too. Did they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So like, yeah, somebody had the Corvette and they were looking for that as well. So I I was almost through it by to get ready to leave for work. So I'll finish it tomorrow morning. But I did watch that and I really did I really did enjoy it. But that, that's yeah, I like much the first season. It's pretty cool to watch the them Humphrey's treasures. I got to figure out because I I watched uh, one of the old ep- <coughs> original episodes on Hulu recently, but they just got the the first season. Yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what else, what, seeing what else they actually do find because I, I really do like that show. Because even in that in the Golden show that I was talking about, you see a lot of like private collectors and things that they have. Uh, um, like Carl Malone, he had like the entire Dream Team jersey set autographed, a bunch of like basketball cards. Um, it was a 1984 first game Michael Jordan jersey. A lot of a lot of original, a lot of private collector stuff, and it's actually really fun to see how much it's worth, which is actually crazy. Like Angel couldn't even believe like some of these trading cards worth like a million dollars. And I was trying to explain to him like, yeah, it's, it's like that out here, and I, but I don't have anything like that, unfortunately. Surprisingly. <laughs> All right, you got anything else for me? I think that's it. I look forward to getting back next week. We'll we'll, we'll be uh, recapping backlash and. Raise some help for the listeners. All right, y'all. So, all right, guys. So, as always, all podcast platforms, Ringside Collectibles, code MMAS, save 10% off your order. I'm a little Aaron Lloyd for X2 Fly Extra Mickey. We will see you guys soon. Talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they hop on the top rope by the land with this elbow. Got them now, put them down right now, hit them with the palm handle.